police in the morning. Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul. And I'm Corey. And joining us today is filmmaker Eric Poe, and he's here to talk to us about his new film, Incubation Period. Eric, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Oh, it's always wonderful to have new people on. So, what first inspired you to become a filmmaker? Um, well, I've I've been interested in film all my life. I've, I've loved television as well as film, uh, cinema. So as I was growing up, I watched a lot of television, a lot of movies, and um, had always had an interest in writing as well. So uh, 2011, I retired from the United States Air Force and uh, was looking for something to occupy my time while I was waiting for a job to come through. And uh, Augusta, Georgia has a group called the Southeastern Filmmakers, and it's just an independent, a social group for people who are interested in independent film or filmmaking. And so I got involved with that, and it just kind of grew from there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your film, Incubation Period? Like, what's the general plot behind it? Okay, well, it's a it's a very short film, so uh, it's about it's just over 13 minutes. But the basic plot is uh, a guy goes to get a pretty simple medical procedure done, and then there's some un- unexpected results that come about later on after the uh after the procedure is completed and where where did the idea for this film come from um several places uh i have some friends in town i've been working with them closely they're they have a group called the wages of sin c-i-n-e like cinema and they did a year-long project called artifactum and each film was a different writer director, and they it had to have an art this particular artifact or artifactum in each film. And so I decided to do one, uh, kind of a fan film, if you will. But uh, so I did one based off of that artifact. Um, uh, but then there was uh, last year uh, some of the Wages of Sin guys and I were at Days of the Dead Atlanta, and. <clears throat> Excuse me. We saw a film called the uh, uh, American Guinea Pig Blood Shock, and it had a lot of special effects. And it was a very gory film, but uh, I saw that, and I was, I kept thinking to myself, I wonder if we can do something similar here in Augusta, Georgia. We we don't have big Hollywood production movies here. Can we do something uh, with special effects that uh, you know would be interesting and nice to watch you know or fun to watch so those those were things that kind of um inspired me to do this particular film i, I must say we did we did take a, a look at the film and the special effects and makeup work is phenomenal yeah the gore and everything was real lifelike and just really well done yeah i've got a I, I really have to hand it to the two special effects people that were working on the film uh, Brandon Woodward and Emily Schreiber were the uh, two of our local artists here in town, and they've done uh, special effects and makeup work on some local projects. But I, I don't know that they've ever worked on any uh, – I can't say that. I was going to say that they haven't worked on any big films. I know Emily worked on uh, – she was able to work on the set of Siren, which just came out, and it, it filmed uh, for several days here in Augusta, Georgia. But 
actually working on this practical effect was uh, it was eye opening for me to to see that there are people who can kind of make these things happen, and it was uh, it was really awesome. What would you say is the most unique aspect about incubation period? Um, I really think that those the special effects are what makes it stand out from any other uh, local film that we've that I've worked on or that we've done. We've had a lot of good things in these films, and I, I know some guys who are great with CGI. And uh, I haven't seen a lot of practical effects other than you know kind of blood effects and things like that. So I really think that special effects. Uh, kind of in the last part of the film, really kind of make that stand out. And it's it's really a beautiful thing to see today, people using the practical effects anymore, because, I don't know, no matter how advanced CGI seems to get, it never has that real look or that real feel like practical effects give. Yeah, that and that's what we were going for. There were a few things we wanted to do that we couldn't do that, I mean, we tried and it just didn't come across. Um but in the end, I think the, what we did, what they came up with and what we're able to get in the film was really a, a beautiful, if you will, beautiful gore scene in there. That's a good way to put it. What qualities would you say make a great film? And could you give us some examples of films that you would consider great? Um, I think there, because filmmaking is a process, and I, I think you have to hit all those marks to be kind of like a great film so i think uh, a well-written script um is kind of the first step um thing two things that i think are like really really key for me that'll turn me off from a film right away if it's not lit properly or or not lit well um and if the sound is bad so um so lighting and sound um Good cinematography and camera work, interesting shots and interesting camera movements, and then acting as well. And finally, I think the editing. So if you hit all the marks on those, um, you do your best in those, you're probably going to have a pretty good film, a watchable film. Uh, but even if, you, if a film doesn't hit all those marks, I still enjoy watching a lot of films um, that don't necessarily have the best acting or the best lighting or the best cinematography but sometimes it's still interesting to watch as far as uh films that i think are uh um you know great films that kind of hit all those things i would say that uh, maybe the uh the lord of the rings trilogy the the actual lord of the rings movies i think were really well done um they had a lot of they had some great uh some great books to rely on um, but other things like, uh, <clears throat> oh, what was it? oh, Saving Private Ryan, I think, is a great film also. Good acting, good cinematography, good I mean, lighting and all those things. But it doesn't have to be a big film like those. It could be something like uh, a couple of other Tom Hanks films. I'm a, I'm a fan of Tom Hanks, but A League of Their Own and Larry Crown, I think, are two good examples of films that are not huge blockbusters, uh, but were really good films with good stories and and uh, you know, meet all those marks uh, that I was talking about earlier. Now, speaking of films that aren't big blockbusters, do you have any kind of like guilty pleasure movies, like movies that are really bad, but you just, you love it anyway? Well, I don't know if they're really bad. Like my, my 
one of my earliest favorite films of <clears throat> of all time is uh, the Poseidon Adventure, which is you know was made to be kind of an exploitation film, but it had a lot of you know name actors in it. Was, it. It had a wonderful ensemble cast from the seventies. Oh, a great cast. And I watched every time that film's on. If I run across it, I wind up stopping and watching it, uh, even though I know what's going to happen every time. But um, that's probably one of my guilty pleasures. Um, the Planet of the Apes movies. I love the Planet of the Apes movies. Um, all of them, the originals, all the way up to the current series. Uh, Planet of the Apes, the er- earlier ones, I'm, they did a lot of... Uh, they were known because they did some great makeup for the time, the apes makeup. But the production values were not always the highest back then. And uh, But they did a pretty good job of kind of pulling five movies out of uh, out of this one small pulp fiction book what advice would you give someone that wants to make their own independent film um a lot of people talk about uh, I've, I've heard a lot of people say this and they say if you want to make a film make a film don't wait don't don't say well i don't have the right camera if you've got a camera and even if it's on a phone or you know an iphone or or your video program on whatever phone you have you can make a movie you can make a film it may not be a great film and it may not hit all those you know cinematography and and lighting and sound marks that i was talking about earlier but you never learn if you don't actually get out there and do it and if you're not actually going to make a film i would find some people who maybe are interested in making films and help them make their films so you learn a lot that way as well and you make a lot of good contacts the uh, Wages of Sin guys that I mentioned, they have a category in a film festival that's held here in Georgia in Augusta every year called the Black Cat Picture Show. Um, it's held every July. And they have a Wages of Sin category for films that are, are B-movies, films that are not – they don't necessarily have the budget. Uh, they're not always the best acting and or the best lit, the best uh, sound, but they ha- are movies with heart. And the one they picked last year for their uh, selection was called The Devil Came Up from Texas. And when we were talking to the guys afterwards, um, it's kind of a buddy uh, film, a couple of criminals who are buddies. um, And it's what happens to them over this couple of days. And we were talking with them afterwards, and they said, you know, the entire thing was shot on iPhone. And we were like, what? You, You really couldn't even tell that it had all been shot on iPhone, but you know, they were, they put the script together, this, the, these four brothers and went out there and they shot it and they had this iPhone. That's what they used. And, and they came up with a film that, you know, had it, it was a film with a lot of heart and it was fun to watch and uh, recognized in the black cat picture show. Very cool. It's amazing how nowadays um, the quality of, of camera on my cell phone is better than one I had like years ago. <laughs> it's uh, technology's really come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to have film. You don't have to have a lot of money. Um, you know, guerrilla filmmaking is, uh, is an art in and of itself. You can, you know, learn to make do with what you have. And so I, you know, I think anybody can make a film if they really want to make a film. That's a good point. Now, we have, um, a question we like to ask here. It's something that Paul and I discuss very often and uh, we like to get everybody's opinion on it. So we like to ask, what is your opinion on hairless cats? 
You know, I knew this was coming. <laughs> and uh, I got to say, I think they creep me out quite a bit. They look kind of alien. If, if you made a horror movie with hairless cats, I, I would probably, you know, be squirming in my seat, uh, I think. I'm sure they have big hearts, but... Uh, yeah, they're just creepy. It's just creepy looking. Yeah, it, it's funny you mentioned a horror movie with hairless cats because when we asked this question to somebody else a while ago, he pointed us in the direction of um, of a movie coming out called Moggy Creatures, and um, it's about hairless cats. And it looks like oh, they, they they probably like kill people or something. But I mean, they're just they're so adorable. I don't know how people <laughs> like get creeped out and, and hate them. See, I'm I, just, I can't. Yeah, I'm on your side, that Eric. I just, I think they're creepy. Like, I mean, I would never, I, I would never hurt one, but or anything. Like, I love animals, but those ones, it's just we experimented too much with the animals. We need to back off. It's reaching like territory. I can't territory imagine with... what it would feel like to just have a hairless cat curl up in your lap and try and pet it. It would just be like weird. I feel like it'd be like kind of leathery or something. Uh, like yeah, I mean, I mean, or like, the skin. The skin probably moves. It's probably like you know, kind of saggy skin. Probably not like really. Well, they yeah, don't. don't they're know. not actually hairless, which a lot of people don't realize. Um, it's kind of like like peach fuzz. Like you know, when 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 boys hit puberty and they they first get like that little bit of facial hair. Like like that's what it's like. It's like the really soft, really fine, short hairs. But I mean, they're actually rather oily. So, when is Incubation Period set for release, and where will we be able to watch it after its release? Well, um, that's a good question. It, it actually screened at the Poison Peach Film Festival here in Augusta in January, and it is set to play at the uh, Mad Monster Party Film Festival, It's going which... In previous years, was held in Charlotte, North Carolina. This year, it's going to be in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and so it'll play there. And I have it submitted to several other film festivals, and some of them require that it not have wide release on uh, YouTube or Vimeo. So probably we're probably looking at May or June when it's actually widely available uh, on probably on YouTube. It'll probably be on the Wages of Sin YouTube page, actually. Okay. Great. So once it comes out there, then we'll we'll kind of be promoting it uh, as being there and try and uh, get some views up on that. And uh, um, I don't know. We we may. Uh, I don't. I don't want to speculate what may happen with it in the future. Um, it. Uh, I'm kind of hoping maybe we can uh, get it dropped onto a, a DVD somewhere when, you know, get it released at some point, but not as a feature film, probably more as like a special feature or something. Um, but we'll see that that's kind of all speculation up in the air, but it'll, it'll definitely be out on YouTube for people to see. And where can we follow you to learn more about incubation period and any other future projects that you'll be working on? Um, I have uh, a Facebook page. You can follow me on Eric E. Poe on Facebook. Um, I also work with the Wages of Sin guys on a number of projects, and uh, you can follow uh, Wages of Sin. Again, that's C-I-N-E, like cinema. Um, they have a Facebook page, and they have a YouTube page where they release uh, different projects, at least one project per month. Um, this year they're doing something 
uh, a monthly project called The Old Man of the Rooks. It's a kind of a story circle uh, where they got one writer-director to start off in January. Um, that was Rachel Miller, and she got she and her daughter Lizzie Duff wrote a script, and they directed that. And then the second month, somebody else gets the story, and they get to add to it and so forth. And uh, you, you can follow the release of those on the Wages of Sin YouTube page. And I'm actually acting in the first one, and I will be in the second one. Uh, when it comes out at the end of this month. Very cool. Definitely going to have to check those up. Well, there you have it, B-Movie fans, Incubation Period, a horror film by Eric Poe. Eric, thank you for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun. Yep, it's been great. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for being on. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. We review a different bmovie each week. New episodes every Friday on our website, bmoviebros.com. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. This has been another bmovie interview. We are the bmovie bros saying... Be brave, be alive, and be back next time. Get on the next